Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world, and sometimes I feel spirit-led to talk to you about certain topics that can either help improve your spiritual health, your mental health, your physical health, maybe your social health, or or even maybe your financial health. Um, Today, I'm walking out in, about to get into nature. There's some traffic in the beginning of my walk here, but today I feel especially inclined to talk to all of my friends that have hearts, and especially all of my friends and community members that have heart conditions, have cardiology diagnoses, maybe COPD, Maybe you've had a triple or quadruple bypass. Maybe you've had a complete heart transplant or a pacemaker in your system. Um, The creator of the universe is really desiring for me to, to speak on this topic. Now I do know some, I do not know all. So we're gonna see what the creator comes up with by the end of the episode. I do not pre-plan these conversations. This is completely impromptu based on personal experiences, professional experiences, some research that comes through, um, and I might bunny trail a little bit along the way. So thank you for your patience with this. Um, If you stay all the way to the end, I'll make sure to include our total downloads so you know where we're at in regards to the listening room experience competition. So first things first, uh, we we at Move Happy, Erin Nicole Ministries, our nonprofit veteran and first responder arm, and Erin Nicole Media, we love you. We, we appreciate you no matter what your choices are in life, and especially with the decisions that can impact your health and your perspective and your choice to uh, take medication, not take medication, take injections, not take injections. And there have been quite a few papers that have been come out released and quite a few conversations with church members uh, of some elderly population that are having some concerns, some issues with their hearts. Um, This is not a new thing, right? In the United States, heart disease is the number one killer in America. It's been that way for a long time. However, There are some even more so, even more dramatic, drastic things that are going on. And so I believe the creator of the universe desires for me to help those of you specifically that are going through that. Um, A couple weeks ago, I was at a customer's house for the former day job I was working at. She's a phenomenal, super smart lady. She is a professional nurse and instructor at a very well-known, prestigious facility. Uh, If I said the name of the university, it's tied to pretty much everyone in the United States would know that name. She told me that they were missing an entire shipment of necessary heart medication. Now, I don't know if that means that someone stole it off the truck and someone didn't do their accountability check 
or if someone didn't deliver it on purpose. I don't know what that means. But we all need to step up and help out if we can't get medications to our most sensitive populations in our country and in the world. Let's, let's all step up and do our part. So like I said, I don't know it all, but I do know some things. And if we can all help out and encourage, that's my goal is to encourage you to take from this information what you like, leave information that doesn't jive with you, and hopefully take some action by the end of this. So first things first, if you have a diagnosis related to your heart, of course, with any exercise program, you want to get permissions from your doctor before starting it, right? And for my community members, our... uh, Some of our members that listen to this are listening through other people's phones because maybe your socioeconomic status is very low income right now and you don't have access to a doctor, let alone a smartphone. So you are borrowing a lot of things and or you you listen to, you know, through your family member's phone, whatever your situation is. uh, We love you. We appreciate you. We're going to try our best to make sure that everyone, no matter what, economic background you are included in this information because maybe you don't even have a primary doctor um do do your best judgment and if you are barely able to get out of bed and you're out of breath just walking to the bathroom you might want to modify extremely modify your workout program i actually had the honor last January I was just coming off of being in safe housing with my veteran protector and I needed residency I moved back to a state that I live in lived in prior to I was stuck in another state during the pandemic when everything happened and I could not use my landlord as reference because we were not speaking. We did not, it did not end well. It was a family dispute situation. And also safety factor, um, it was just not an option. So I had to find a friend. And I'm grateful my friend had not been restationed anywhere else. And I was able to stay for a little bit at her family's house and my friend had been taking care of her mother for a decade. It got to the point for her that she was not doing well at all and was staying in her bedroom and was having a hard time getting dressed, having a hard time coming out, remembering to take her medications, like the whole gamut. And my friend, full-time active duty in the military. Uh, High-level responsibilities. Has a family and is dealing with this adjustment with the pandemic and welcomed me in her home. Now, I didn't want to add stress to the family situation. I said, maybe I can help your mom. And she's like, all right, cool. Let's go ahead and try it out. So... Some things that work no matter what level of fitness you are, there are some principles that I'm going to be sharing with you 
So if you are driving, I recommend you not take notes. However, unless you're in a Tesla and you're in the back seat. <laughs> if you are anywhere else, I encourage you to get a journal, pause this episode, get a journal and get some notes out. Because if you are an, an instructor at any capacity in the school system, in a fitness facility, in a hospital, these principles ring true for all situations for fitness design instruction, especially for cardio respiratory exercise. Or some, some people call it cardio combination. It's really anything that helps improve the capacity of the heart and lungs. So number one, get doctor's permission. You already did that, we're, we're moving on to number two. Number two, you need to see where you're at. You need to find the starting point, just like your GPS, right? How do you get to a new direction if you don't know where you're coming from? So you need to measure your current level of fitness or your client's current level of fitness. There are a variety of different ways to do it, depending on the fitness, current fit, fitness level and physical ability of your client. When, when I was a part of a team for the Armed Forces Wellness Center at JBLM, we had two options, treadmill or bicycle. And those were the options for baseline uh, cardiorespiratory. Uh, we did a sub-max VO2 test. That was for those that could move their legs. There are other options if you have a client that is wheelchair-bound. And there are special equations I would recommend you to purchase either the ACSM current recommendation um, exercise prescription booklet or the NASM is another great one as well and check and see how you can adjust the equations to make sure that you're giving them accurate numbers for their baseline um, fitness recommendations. Uh, what we did, we kept it super simple because it was my friend's mom and I wanted it something super simple that I could do, right, uh, with a journal and a pen. So she had a treadmill. Um, her mobility was not great. Uh, she had a stroke, I want to say a couple years prior. And so one of her foot drooped. When, it, when she would lift it, she felt in her mind that she was lifting it, but it was still stuck and would get caught on the treadmill. So we went extremely slow to build her confidence up. Um, she was extremely fearful to get on it, and uh, just getting on it was a success. Um, getting dressed, you know, those small, minor things, extremely, extremely, although I cannot diagnose anyone, I was seeing pronounced signs of extreme agoraphobic depression. Did not want to leave her room. Um, it wasn't that long after working with her mom that I noticed that she started to get herself dressed maybe a week, week and a half. We were doing it, I want to say, I'd have to look back in my records, but I want to say we were doing it three times a week, like on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, what rec what's recommended for anyone that's had like heart surgery or whatnot they have a progressive model. You're not supposed to leave the hospital without uh, your proper kind of release pattern. Um, cardiologists 
will recommend based on what your level of fitness was prior to the surgery um, and then a modified version of that. So it, it really does depend how healthy you are before, you know, if you, if you did have a surgery. Now, if you've had a pacemaker and you've had it for a while and you're used to exercise and whatnot and, and, and you know when it resets itself and, and your energy level, like, use your best judgment, right? Um, what is generally recommended is... Uh, 10 minute bouts if you can get up to 10 minutes now for my friend's mom she was not able to do in the beginning more than 30 seconds so we were working extremely slower pace to get her confident to get her mood up to get her feeling like she could start to move her legs safely on the treadmill and the treadmill had some issues with it too it would randomly shut itself off which was a little bit of a danger thing so I let my friend know I said hey maybe there's something that we can work towards getting her um, trained up for to walk around in the neighborhood or what's happening in the community and she loved going to the library she loved reading she when they were stationed at another location she was actually able to take the bus system the bus system was phenomenal for the elderly populations and or those that had uh, maybe economic needing some economic support so she would take herself on the bus and she would take herself all around town Now she wasn't able to drive anymore and the bus system they didn't have one really so she was feeling stuck in a room. So I said, well, I don't mind taking you if you want to go to the library or you want to go to the grocery store and buy some things. Like, we could do that. You just let me know. I was trying to add value to their family because I was grateful that I was not sleeping in my car. That's where I was at in life. I had a huge amount of growth in 2020 and was on a cloud that the creator of the universe, if, if the creator does not desire it for you to be your timing, um, anything can be taken from you. And I learned that very quickly. I keep myself humble. And when I'm not humble, the creator reminds me because I'm, I'm their child. And I'm grateful that I was able to stay at my friend's and be able to witness firsthand and see her growth and improvement because I measured everything. I wrote it in my booklet and we tracked and we, and we did progress reports. And, and then, then I was able to uh, get a day job so I wasn't able to help as much with her. But at that point, she was deciding herself, she was ready to transition to assisted living. So I helped her in that between stage and she was, feeling, she was feeling hopeful about that and getting ready for that. And then they had to move to another house, and then I got my own place. So we um, parted ways on that. But what I learned from that experience is that if you take your client seriously and you treat them with dignity, give them your best, even if they're not at a fitness level that you would prefer. If you, 
if you, I'm laughing because I've dealt with all levels of fitness. When I was in graduate school, I was teaching college level fitness classes and I got to live with my second year an Ironman athlete for an entire year. Imagine the extremities of what I've seen. She exercised two hours a day minimum. That was her standard, her baseline standard, two hours of bicycling or running or swimming. And on her long workout days, she would exercise for eight to 10 hours on a Saturday or a Sunday. And I'm working with my friend's mom who could barely do a treadmill um, walk for 30 seconds in the beginning, but she had extreme improvement and growth. By the end of the time we were working with each other, she was getting herself dressed. She was getting out of bed. She was asking to go to the library and to the store. She completely, her mood completely transformed. And I was able to help her with that. That to me is way more meaningful than helping someone get a gold place medal because I care about people's well-being and especially my friends and their parents. And knowing that she was having some other medical conditions, we had to modify some of the exercises based on the parameters that were available. So number one, get your doctor's consultation. Number two, you get uh, your baseline fitness measurement. For her, we did as much as she could do up to 10 minutes. Now that first day when I realized she couldn't do more than 30 seconds, that was her baseline on the treadmill. You can do, if your clients are able to move, uh, if you're in a hospital setting, they will often do like a measurement around, uh, do a circle around their floor that they're on. If they can walk one loop around that and they're, if they're out of breath and they need to sit down during that time, like measure how far they walked at that point. Um, and if they could do multiple laps, then maybe take them to, if they like to exercise outside, maybe take them to a school with a track that, you know, maybe it's after hours or in the summer or after hours and there's no sporting events going on and go to the track because it's a measured quarter mile usually or if it's um, if it's in meters it'll say on there and then you have something that you can measure their distance with and see how far they're going. Um, another option is to take them to any fitness center even if you don't have a membership you can ask for a guest pass for the day or sometimes they do a seven-day guest pass if you don't have the money for it. Um, and I recommend signing up if you can so that you can do the training with them at the gym and make it a regular thing. A lot of gyms are doing specials right now because of the pandemic. I think I've seen $79 for an annual pass. That's less than $10 a month. That's a pretty freaking good deal uh, for you to sign up and some people can even bring a guest for that price. I know when I had chatted with um, some of the patients when I worked in the psychiatric hospital where Move Happy was birthed, they would share when they were homeless 
the resourcefulness that they had. Um, they would get a gym membership so that they could shower at the gym. They didn't really work out there, but they had a place to get cleaned up because it was cheaper than getting a motel and then they would just sleep outside. Hey, do, what, do whatever you got to do. But if you got heart conditions, uh, our goal in this episode is to help you with that if you're not able to get access to the medication or you're noticing you're experiencing some concerns with your heart. So you measure the baseline, right? Now with your client, you're not going to just give them a prescription right then and there. That's what everybody does. That's, that's the easy way out. Platinum level coaches will get engaged with their client to customize the program based on their needs, their wants, and their willingness to change their behavior. If you ask key questions in the beginning, they are more likely going to keep themselves accountable, especially if you stick and stay with them for a while. And Bunny Trail, there are four baby deer next to me on this trail. Hi guys! You guys are so freaking adorable. See, that's why I love walking in nature. Okay, back to the story. So questions you can ask your client are, here's where you're at. Where would you like to be? That's question number one. Where would you like to be? Don't be judgmental. Maybe they're happy where they're at. Maybe they want to run 100 miles and they're at 45 miles nonstop, whatever it is for them. Let them share with you. Okay. Ask them how long they're willing to work to get to that goal. Now, when you ask that key question, how long you're willing to work, give them time to process because that's a very deep level question. How long are you willing to work to get to that goal that you set for yourself? Now, if they, if they gave you a small attainable goal, you might have to nudge them and encourage them to stretch their belief in their ability to improve their fitness. For example, if they've been running 10 miles and they say, I want to be able to run 11 miles nonstop, you probably won't be coaching them for very long unless you challenge them to the next level. Like, you could probably get that done by yourself. You're obviously here for a reason. We're meeting for a reason to to give you a, a consultation. What is it that brought you here in the first place? Then that might encourage them and remind them to be a little bit more honest with you, but also to maybe stretch their goal a little bit. Allow them to respond whatever they feel, and if they still say the same small achievable goal, that might be your cue to say, hey, you know what, this has been great. Um, You could definitely do this on your own. I work with clients that want to see massive improvement of 50 to 100% or greater, uh, but I hope that this was helpful for you. 
any, do you have any questions before we wrap up this meeting? That way it'll save you time, it'll save them time, because that's not, if they don't have a big goal in their mind and you've asked them another time, they're, they're not probably a client for you. Now, if they set a goal so freaking high, thousands of miles, right, and no one has done it on this earth before, and they're nowhere near it, you might have to guide them down a little bit to some a little more realistic fitness goal. Not discount them entirely and deflate their ego and their dreams and things like that, but you might have to help guide them through further guided questions. Uh, because oftentimes, and what I've learned uh, is um, some of some of the people that I come with, come across, uh, whether it was in the hospital or whether it's through the content that I have continually shared since I took my businesses seriously, uh, the first one in 2018 when I moved across the country, um, when you talk about mental health, you attract people that either have a diagnosis or they have a family member that has a diagnosis. And if you have a diagnosis of bipolar disorder, you might have an extremely strong imagination when you're in that high um, peak of your mood, right? And I say that respectfully. Um, I love all people. We at Move Happy love all people, all diagnoses. And those kinds of clients, if they're looking to improve in their cardiorespiratory endurance, if they say something that is so out of this world, you might have to help bring them back to reality but not by telling them that's not possible because that's going to shut them down and they're that's going to make them lose trust in you altogether something instead you could say is wow that's an impressive goal what steps have you thought about to to reach this goal challenge them to see if they're serious about it if they say oh no i'm just joking they might be joking with you because i've often found that people with diagnoses are very silly and they like to be comical, right? Um, you'll find out. And if they're still way high in the pie sky uh, fitness goal, you might, you might say, hey, you know what? I'm not sure if I can help you reach that goal, but I could help you reach maybe something that, that I've seen and I've witnessed um, if, you're, if you're willing and wanting and desiring to work with me and then move forward, right? And then you don't discount their goal, but you just let them know verbally, like, um, I'm, I might not be the one to help you with that. And then they realize that they might not get to work with you if they don't change their mind. Or they'll have to adjust their goal if they wanna work with you. Um, next thing that you would like to do or should do uh, if you're doing like a coaching consultation with someone with cardiorespiratory concerns, um, is ask if they have any other any other diagnoses or any other injuries or any surgeries recently. Like, get get a baseline for medical information that they're willing to share with you. Because if they recently had a knee surgery, for example, um, like in the last week, they're probably not going to be recommended to. Uh, do their fitness routine with you, right? Uh, I had when I was when I was a personal training director at a gym. I did my average. Well, the goal was to do six 
hourly appointments every day. And sometimes I would do seven or eight. And so I'm working with clients on a daily basis. And a lot of them want to improve their fitness and they will tell you anything. Yes, I talked to my doctor. Yes, they said it was okay. And, and then you get to the surgery question and they're like, yeah, so I had laparoscopic, but it's not a big deal. It's fine. I'm like, when did you have it? What was the date? And you write the date down. And then you're like, wow, so that was two weeks ago. Uh, did, did your doctor okay you to exercise? You ask one more time to make sure that you're at least doing your part to protect them from getting any further injuries where they would have to maybe have another surgery, right? Um, if they say, yes, my doctor gave me permission or my doctor said that I should stay in the pool, for example, great. We'll customize your fitness program to be in the pool to start and then we can add more things that you enjoy after that if that works for you. Boom problem solved if they are reluctant to get in the pool maybe they don't have the confidence to uh, like their body size or they're they just don't know how to swim and so maybe they're nervous about getting in a pool or getting in a body of water or maybe in their area right now with the pandemic they're not able to find access to a pool that's open um, walking is great if they are able to walk or if they're able to get a bicycle or there's some um, there's some bicycles that have like the training wheels but they're for adults you know there's different ones you just look around online and see different ones that they like but ask them what what is it that you enjoy doing most to move your body because that if they're doing what they enjoy they will more likely stick and stay with a program if you ask them that and if they take action on what they enjoy they might not enjoy anything and they might tell you that because they haven't exercised in a long time and that's okay or they haven't had positive experiences around movement that's okay if that is the, the case and that is their response what should you recommend well it sounds like you're in the discovery phase so I'd encourage you to try different things See whatever your budget is and try a variety of maybe different fitness classes at your local gym. If they, if they desire to try and learn through rhythmic movement and maybe they're more inclined to do sport activities with teams. Maybe they desire to do individual competitions with uh, martial arts, individual or um, team like jujitsu or karate, taekwondo, mixed um, fencing. You know, there are so many different ways to move your body. Oftentimes, what we find in the physical sciences is People either don't want to do it because they don't want to try something new, they don't have the money to try something new with equipment, or they don't prioritize their own health because they're taking care of their family and everyone else's needs first. But if you have a family that you are taking care of, for example, if you're a parent and you have children, if they see you stepping up and signing up for yoga classes and signing up for different 
sporting events, you are being a positive role model to your kids. And if you have a heart condition and you sign up for something or you start walking in your neighborhood or you join your local gym, I believe wholeheartedly your children, their emotional well-being will be improved. I remember very specifically when my father was diagnosed with cancer when I was 11 years old, I, even though we were homeschooled up to that, that point, I had just started the school year when we found out, I believe it was in November or October of that year. So I had just started the school year in September, so not even two months in, and I knew what cancer meant as an 11-year-old because I heard adults talking and I saw the fear in my mom. And I knew that my dad was the only person that worked in the home and they were talking about money problems and how they were gonna work things out. And the level of stress in the home and also the emotional stress of thinking that my father was gonna die was scary. I remember spending many late night evenings with him just staying up late watching Jay Leno or whatever because he had to sleep downstairs while he was healing after his surgery. Um, back then, and this would have been in 97, I believe, yeah, 97, uh, the old method of getting rid of kidney cancer with the technologies available was to kill one kidney if it didn't spread to both. Kill it and then um, it took a while in your system to die. So my dad had to suffer the loss of his organ. And I just wanted to be with him because I didn't know how long he had. Kids can be extremely wise. And if I just encourage you, if you have a heart condition and you're, you're thinking that paying attention to everyone else's needs is going to benefit the family, I encourage you to think otherwise. Think about the emotional well-being of your kids, your grandkids, and what kind of positive example you could be to them just by signing up for something new and encouraging them to, hey, do you want to, I'm signing up for, for this baseball team. Do you want to join me? Or I'm going to try fencing for the first time. I don't know where that came from, but there was a lot of emojis the other day when I was posting a post and I thought that the fencing one was cute. Whatever it is that you want to try out or whatever it is that you want to get back into, share it with your family. That'll bring some relief to them. And it also can bring you some accountability because if you share out loud with your family members that you're joining a gym or you're doing this or you're doing that, that means that they are aware of it and they can help encourage you to keep showing up. <clears throat> I'm thinking on just some personal stories because when I, when I speak 
and I share things and I'm grateful for where I'm at in life, my memories are opening up to things that I haven't thought about in a while. I encourage you to practice daily gratitude. So my father worked extremely hard. He worked, for the most part, nights. He woke up at 12 in the morning, and he was working until 3 p.m. He would usually get home um, from the time I was 11 onward until he passed away. Before that, he was, he was all over multi-state regional manager. Um, similar, uh, it was in the food industry, so similar industry. But he worked so hard, and the level of stress and pressure of the job was so high, and his level um, amount of sleep was so low that a lot of that, along with the poor diet, right, uh, along, all of those factors impacted his, his health and well-being overall and I believe contributed greatly to the fact that he's no longer here. Now I cannot change that my father is no longer here but what I can do is share stories to hopefully encourage you to do things differently in your household and maybe you are running an organization in the food industry maybe even change how you operate your business so that families don't lose their loved ones and you have more profitability because you have more happier employees that are showing up and giving, giving more in the time frame that they work. It's a pretty big vision, dream, and aspiration, but at least that's my intention. Now, heart conditions can be spread out can be a variety of things uh, our dear family friend had um, open heart surgery not too long ago um, and that experience just hearing it morning just hearing it from my mom's perspective because it was a dear friend of hers and my mom's physical ability, she was more able to bend down and help out when she needed assistance getting in and out of the bathtub because her husband was not able to get down on his knees and help out. He desired to, but he also had a long time career of working hard in uh, the military and then he worked in the naval industry and he worked in and out of boats and doing a lot of different things physically um, and wasn't able to for a variety of factors wasn't able to help his own wife after she had open heart surgery but luckily they or lifetime friends, and mom was able to come over and help her get in and out of the bathtub, get in and out of the bed until they could find some nursing assistance uh, because their insurance didn't cover for very much help after the surgery. We are not islands unto ourselves, and what I learned from that experience as the youngest in my family, hearing the stories, 
is why not make sure we have a heart healthy diet start while we're young if we have children if you have children in your home or grandchildren start with the simplest thing is fruits and vegetables have your vegetables be half the size of your plate that's how much your serving size should be fruits it depends on what country you live in the recommendations vary um, but they generally say like a half a cup is a serving of certain fruits sometimes it's a full cup so it just depends um, there's access to information online but you can feel in your gut and in your heart if you're feeling healthy and you can also get your levels checked your cholesterol checked um, your fitness levels checked you can get your a1c levels checked for blood sugar for if you're concerned about uh, diabetes type 2 especially um, usually it's simple things that can fix problems but it's the accumulation of the decisions that we make over time that get us to where we're at in life and there's also um, some decisions that other other people can make for us that is not in our control and so I might say something that's offensive to leaders listening um, but I think if you if you listen to it from a place of imagining your parents or your grandparents in the shoes, uh, you might be morning. You might be more open to hearing what I'm about to share. There are a lot of conditions that people have because of their choices if they were in the military. Uh, what comes to mind easily is Agent Orange. And the reason why that comes easily is because I had a chance to work with retired veterans when I was doing wellness coaching and baseline testing um, for the Armed Forces Wellness Center. I believe we were the 17th location that had popped up. We were in the pilot program, but we were not the first, so they had learned some things, uh, but we were essentially ha providing quote-unquote doctor's appointments. Uh, we weren't doctors, but we were providing um, health education classes to active duty soldiers, their spouses, and retired veterans. And many of them talked about their heart conditions and their lung conditions and the cancers that they had as a result of being in Vietnam or being in certain areas of the world and they didn't get to pick the conditions that they were diagnosed with. Now our VA system has some great programs to help if you know how to utilize and and if you are good at speaking up and advocating for your needs. Um, if you have access to getting to the VA. There are many people in our country right now, I'm li I live in the United States, you might be living in another country and your military might be a little different, I'm not sure, because um, I've, I've, I've never lived in other countries yet, maybe, maybe in the future if, if the creator desires for me to do mission trips or whatnot, but um, in our country there are many people that are homeless, that are not helpless, uh, 
uh, my husband and I, uh, before we got married earlier this year, it was, it was in the middle of winter still. There was snow on the ground. In our own state, there were 50 families that we fed. We brought dog food for because many of them have PTSD, but they can't get housing uh, pet rules even though the dog is legally, they're able to have the dog, but they're not able to get housing for it. There was a mom that, um, was she a mom? I'm not sure if she was a mom, but she had her own daycare business of 12 years. She spoke to us directly and said her husband had died unexpectedly and she couldn't pay the mortgage. She missed the mortgage two times and they closed her house. They foreclosed her house. So she had been sleeping outside in the woods for two years. And you might think, there's no way that's true. Guess what? It is true. I was on the wait list for, they told me as a woman without children, because I have been responsible. And not to say if you have kids and you're not married, you're not responsible, but I tried my best to make sure if I was gonna have children, it would be with a husband and that the husband and I would stay together. I'm not there yet in life, and I might never have that opportunity, but I was on the wait list after getting out of safe housing, and they told me the wait list is six months to two years. If you have a child in the meantime, that'll bump you up on the list. What? That's so backwards. That does not make any sense at all. So they still need to work on their cardio exercise. But their priorities are getting housing first, getting food on a daily basis first, and um, the health generally, morning. morning. Health focus is generally last focus. Dental health is last focus, right? If, you're, if your income is so low that you don't even have housing, right? Um, I can speak about it because I have been in their shoes. I have not slept outside other than camping, but I was pretty darn close. Had it not been for my veteran hero of 2020 and his friends sticking up for me, I did not know them, did not know any of them prior to. But through the grace of the creator of the universe, I was able to connect with a human being that treated me with dignity when professional hackers, I believe from our top level government, came in and stole from me instead of helped me rise as a woman, which would have helped our country. And it still will help our country because no one can steal from the daughter of the Most High King without the Creator's permission. So good morning. How you doing I'm digging the shirts, guys. Have a good one. How many miles are you putting in today? Ah, we'll see. We're going for time. <laughs> and that is why I love walking in nature and walking in the woods and walking around other people that are like-minded and passionate about their fitness because nobody judges you. They're encouraging you to keep it moving. <sighs> Get it? <laughs> Morning. Morning. Now, if I would have got to the park an hour earlier, I wouldn't see all of these faces, but I allowed my body 
today to sleep in until it woke up. Because the last few months, making I made a decision to try and bring in more income by getting into sales. I made a poor decision, but it was a learning lesson for me. Um, sacrificed sleep because of the amount of hours the day job was expecting and the travel time. And uh, I had to negotiate multiple times verbally and in writing and finally had to forcibly miss a team meeting because my boss had pushed me too far outside of the hours of the boundaries of a healthy work-life balance. And I explained to him, I almost fell asleep at the wheel. And I've heard other employees saying the same thing. Uh, I'm so sorry, I'm not gonna be able to make it to the meeting. He adjusted the schedule after that because I explained the severity of it. It would be a danger to society, to our company, and to myself if I continue to allow you to be in control of my schedule. So I say that to say, I'm not there anymore, I'm grateful. And through my community members, I don't even know how, uh, someone sent me an application to be able to be a branded sponsor for a company with my own vehicle. Um, and I don't have any required amount of time or mileage that I have to perform. It's literally like I just drive my normal, go to the doctor's appointment or go to get my dairy-free milk at the grocery store or <laughs> go get my nails done, which I probably won't do right now, but maybe down in the future, a little reward to myself after December's real entertainment therapy experience. Uh, but I'm so grateful that they helped set that up for me and uh, getting my sleep back. Um, also potentially working with one of my business mentors that I absolutely love and the team and I love what they stand for. I love their values and I love the, the professionalism that they have and I love that I can learn but I can also help them grow as well because winners, successful professional winners don't want to work with amateurs. They want to work with people that are going to up level them to the next stage in life whether it's more energy, maybe it's more love, maybe it's more revenue, maybe it's a combination of everything to improve in the culture. You get to design your life however you so choose if you ask the creator to use you and ask the creator, how can I be of service? Where is it that you desire for me to go? Light my path and only the path you desire for me to go and, and block off of the, every other path. So extremely excited about that because I have not, yes, I have worked hard, but it has not been that long. It has not been that long. And I'm just, I'm grateful. I have a heart full of gratitude and I've been praying for uh, my family since 2020. I've been praying for a personal thing for a family member deeply and consistently and we're going to have that talk coming up soon um, 
something that I didn't know would ever get resolved, but I believed that if the Creator desired it, I believe the Creator loves it when our families are in unity, when workplaces are in unity, when our body is in unity, right? When we take care of our temple, our body, by feeding it, fueling it, providing it proper sleep to restore all of the cells within your body, getting recommended cardio exercise for your specific needs, it makes you a more holistic, healthy being and you have more energy for your family and for the things that you love. This episode has been all about helping cardio-wise, helping you to improve in that or and or if you're a coach, to help provide you some recommendations to do your consultations. And people might say, wow, you're giving away stuff that you could be selling. Yeah, I can also sell it because guess what? When you decide that your value is so high, if you give free stuff away, that's not... <laughs> That's not your whole thing. People want, when you build your brand, and I'm still learning about it, but when you build your brand presence, people will pay more to have access to you, not to the information. So yes, people can remotely hack in and steal my information and try and make their own musical concert experiences, right? Because I've seen a few of those pop around hey it's flattering if someone is copying you I learned this from my mom she is one of the most humble professional musicians you will ever meet if you get the honor to meet her she got solos all the time easily effortlessly she didn't have to try out for many of them or if she did she beat out the competition she got to sing a solo for a major league baseball game like my mom was like the top of the top, but she chose to focus on her family, raising her family, and she gave of her service of music with my aunt and through the church and whatnot to um, elderly assisted living facilities, and they never asked for any money. Sometimes they would donate to help them with their equipment, but they never asked for anything. And she would always say, I hope that you don't allow the music industry to get to your head. That's what she would say to me as a child because she knew how much I loved to perform. I had my first gig when I was five years old in front of 300 kids and then the next week or a couple weeks later I was invited to be a part of an elite group at the church with the pastor's daughter that everybody wanted to be friends with and we got to sing for thousands of people in the audience. Imagine the level of attention that was on me all of a sudden as a five-year-old that was a mute child prior to that. She was, she was guiding me as parents should, as good parents should, to help keep me humble. So I say that to say, um, I shared a lot of information today on helping with your heart, both physiologically as well as um, emotional if you want to think about your emotional side, your heart and your feelings and other people's feelings and your family and whatnot, uh, we are multifaceted beings. And if you have an opportunity to be kind to someone through 
your words, through your knowledge, through leading them in a fitness class, through teaching them how to improve in their business, whatever it might be, do it. You don't have to do all of it for them, but give them some something of value to help them if they're struggling. Why? Because I promise they're going to tell 10 people about you, if not the 250 that are in their network or more. And that's going to make your brand stronger and you as a human stronger. And the opposite is true as well. If you get a feel that the person is maybe a taker, they're not a giver, but they're a taker. They just want to take, 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 take and, and, and suck everything out of you, right? They're never going to be satisfied. So you, it's a learning process. You might not know right away that they are a taker because they might have convincing, sweet, beautiful words to make you feel that they want to, you know, have that reciprocity thing. Uh, but it's a learning thing. Don't, don't judge yourself if you're not quite sure. I'm still learning it as well. I had to learn it the real hard way, and that's why I was off the grid for a couple months, because I was too trusting of a couple individuals. But one of them was manipulated from the other, and that's why I have a heart of forgiveness, especially for him. So when he steps up to orchestrate the meeting that will take place, I believe, very soon, um, I can't wait to uh, give him a hug and, and forgive him because it's what I'm called to do. All right, I love you guys so much. Um, I'm going to put a pause on the recording here. And morning. And I'm going to head back at some point to my place today and check out the downloads. You can check any time, 24-7 access. If you go to themovehappy.podbean.com, that's T-H-E-M-O-V-E-H-A-P-P-Y dot P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com. That will show you. You have to go on a computer, I believe, or you have to download the app if you're on your phone. I, I refuse to download more apps. It's just silly, so <laughs> that's why I have to wait till I get home in the computer. That um, you could see where we're at. Uh, we're doing a listening room competition. Once we get the first level to 10,000 downloads, uh, we don't pay for ads. We don't pay for bots. So when you listen, uh, if you listen to the whole show, um, I believe it makes the LSS or one of those fact measurement factors stronger. Um, if you just listen to a couple seconds of it, I don't think it helps us too much. Um, so if you had like an accidental click, they get that. Um, but yeah, if you if you learned anything, if I added any value to you today through the science stories or other, it would mean the world to me if you would share it with someone you care about and uh, check out the downloads. Um, you can tag us anywhere. Uh, on social media, we're pretty much everywhere. We're on Twitter, Move Happy Team. Link, uh, LinkedIn is my main page, Erin Nicole, but there's also a Move Happy one that's um, the little at sign, Move Dash Happy. On Snap, 
still learning about that, so I don't add everyone, but if you shoot me a DM on the other social media, I can add you. Snap is the move happy. On Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, the little at sign, the real move happy. Uh, Gitter, I, for whatever reason, don't have access to the move happy one, but it is on there. I was removed from someone else, but uh, it's still there. Uh, it's just move happy, and then I also have one for our nonprofit arm, Erin um, Nicole Ministries, that I made uh, yesterday. So there's not too many followers on there yet, which is fine. Um, we're on Twitch as well, although I haven't done too many things on there. But one of my dear music friends was doing a concert on there, so I'm gonna have to get more into that. But uh, move happy on there. It's more for our gamers, those that are interested in uh, video gaming and whatnot. Uh, I think that's I think that's all for now. Um, if there is another social media platform that you are on and you love and you'd like us to be on there, let us know and then uh, we can create the profile and then you can tag us on there. All right, love you guys so much and uh, wait until I get home to hear the final downloads. All right. All right, folks, we're at 3597 downloads and we've got a ways to go. So thank you so much for listening. That is real people listening to the show. Sometimes it's me also um, checking and reviewing because I've noticed in the last couple years some of my technologies go wonky um, because some people decide to cheat and hack into my things remotely from, I believe, government leaders that can pay to have professional hackers. Uh, let's all work to improve our own game instead of trying to destroy other people's games. Uh, I imagine that the world will be a much better place if we all do that. But I can't speak for you. I can speak for only myself. And obviously there is something impressive going on on the show and in the technologies and in the work that I do um, if, if people continue to hack into my materials. That is a sign that I am shaking you in your boots. And that's because I'm aligned spiritually with my husband and the creator has favor over my family. Um, I'm gonna keep it humble. Um, I'm gonna keep my attitude full of gratitude and everyone that is kind and full of love and light is welcome to join my circle. Otherwise, not so much. All right. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>